welcome to Best Picture Cast on the Feed, where Kieran B. and Joey R. talk all the goings-on this month in the world of cinema. Joey, on the feed. We're back. On the feed, episode three. Really excited about how the first two went. I hope this continues along that path. Yeah, we're reeling right along, you know? It's... uh. <laughs> It's nice to, to stick to something, you know? <laughs> yeah, especially when it's good and a little bit easier to prepare. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, it's it's super easy for me to prepare. I don't have to prepare at all. This is That's this true. I mean, the only difference is good thing. And I do the same exact thing I always do now. Just every once in a while, I throw something in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm feeling, uh, I'm not feeling very prepared today. So it's a good, it, the timing's pretty good. We're recording for Gladiator tomorrow, so uh, that's all my preparedness is headed uh, headed to the to the Coliseum for that. Ah, uh, that's exciting. That's that's a much heavier prepared because that's that's going to be a big episode for uh, the BPC world. I'm excited. I bet we get a lot of Twitter questions for that one. This is a funny kind of on the feed because the prep it's like in the middle, the end middle of reward season. We just kind of wait as the, some things happen. So it's interesting, interesting what we have. Yeah, at the time of the time of this recording, we're none of the precursors are really. Or, or none of the, the ones coming up are done, the right? The BAFTAs what, what was today. Next? Okay, BAFTAs was today. All right, so we're going to go over yeah, that. Yeah, we have that. Um, that today. The BAFTAs literally ended six hours ago, I guess, and then um, SAG's next. And the DGAs were cool. two weeks ago. So we have all that. And I haven't looked up BAFTA results yet, so I'll kind of be well, that's really hearing exciting. the results live. <laughs> so, <you know>. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. That's actually really yes, good. Yeah, I, was, too, I was too wrapped up in Rangers Islanders uh, outdoors at, at MetLife. Man, those um, jerseys looked really cool this year. Unfortunately, the uh, results did not look as cool for the Islanders. No, they did not. Can you do? I don't know. MetLife, I think, was uh, not a great choice for that. It, it looked like tough, tough views for the people there to not be able to get home for nine hours. Yeah, MetLife is not a good choice for anything, to be honest. It's a great point. It's, it's a really good point. <laughs> Man, leaving that place. Oh, it's a well, we don't need to. It's uh, a nightmare. <laughs> Sorry, future World <laughs> Cup people. You're going to hate it. <laughs> yeah, have fun with that one. I won't be there. No, no, no. Um, all right, so let's get a little into the world of On The Feed. So our first category is Monthly Roundup. Said, here we go with the monthly roundup. Oh, and thank you as always to Grant Z for the unbelievable music. Just keep strengthening the brand here. Good, good old Grant Z. So I don't know that we properly shouted him out last time. That's why I wanted to make sure so we, we did today because last time yeah. I was like, man, this awesome music's there. And then everyone that was texting us and messaging us, it was like, we were both like, it was Grant. <laughs> so <laughs> full credit uh, deserved uh, over there for Grant Z. Yeah. So monthly roundup is our first category. Last month I had talked about Sundance was coming up. Sundance happened. You know, there's so many different movies and different things that get bought. So I didn't want to go through a whole list because that gets. So I picked uh, like five or six things that I thought looked somewhat interesting to be in the lookout. Okay. The first one that a lot of people who went, it was, it's a horror film made by Jane Schoenbrunn. And when it showed, it was all, people were talking about it like crazy. It's called I Saw the TV Glow. I have no idea what it's about. Pretty interesting name. Yeah, really good name. It, it seems to be like a coming of age horror movie from what I can tell. But it got really good buzz, really good, really good chatter. So I wanted to shout that one out. Next one is a real pain 
by Jesse Eisenberg. Not always a big Jesse Eisenberg guy because, um, you know, 30 (laughs) minutes or less is his greatest acting performance. Um, But it's a comedy drama. It's starring him and Kieran Culkin. I really like Kieran Culkin. And they're, they're cousins with a strained relationship. Their grandmother dies. They go to kind of where she came from. And I guess she had been in a concentration camp. They, they just really learn about their family history through it. And it actually seems like an interesting thing. Hopefully he doesn't talk a mile in a minute and lose all emotionality. But I like the way it sounds. Uh, yeah, I, I saw a couple stills from, from this. You know, don't really know much about it. Uh, sometimes these... these actors beginning their campaign as directors doesn't always go so so smoothly so i can't exactly say i'm fully confident over here in mr eisenberg's uh, pursuits but hey we you know we give everyone a shot around here yeah you know and i don't really like him but i just thought i, I think it sounds interesting it seemed to be something people were mostly positive about maybe mostly because kieran culkin but what do i know but i hope it's good because i think it sounds interesting Steve. Yeah, well, it will be interesting to see Kieran Culkin to head into the world of movie acting. You know, he's kind of a TV actor. Obviously, he's been in movies before, but he's had had a ton of success there on Succession. And, you know, we'll see if that can, you know, propel him into movies. Hopefully it does. He's seen, you know, I like him. Um, Steven Soderbergh sold a movie to Neon. Everybody loves Neon. Um, It's called. Okay, Soderbergh uh, back in the mix. Yeah, it's called Presence. It's it's a thriller with a lot of twists and turns. Um, That one sold super early. So it must, you know, and I know there was a big bidding war, so that was cool. Another one I had heard about, Superman, the Christopher Reeves story. Documentary about Christopher Reeves. It's going to be a documentary, yeah, not about it's a di- yeah, yeah, documentary. Okay. Nobody's trying to be him. And that, that would be a lot of, lot of opportunity to really just offend a lot of people that way. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not with that. And then the last one that I wanted to bring up, it's called The Different Man, starring Sebastian Stan and Renate Rensfe. She was in Worst Person in the World. Um, a surrealist psychological thriller about an aspiring actor who undergoes a surgery for a new face only to lose out on the role of his dreams. It, it, it did stood sure. Sundance. It was, um, they just put it, they had a big thing at the Berlin Film Festival last week. So, you know, it, they're out there. They're, they're pushing it. So um, hopefully it's got some legs. Yeah, Sebastian Stan, I, I don't know. He's kind of like that middle reliever that just signs with a different team every year. You know, he's he's put some good numbers, but he's nobody's closer. You know, he's nobody's uh he's not taking anyone to the to the championship, but you know, he's he's gets a job every year and he's does a fine job, but I don't know. Well he's he's yet to wow me. Yeah, I I think he's he's been someone I consistently like and I'm just hoping he kinda explodes a little bit now because I do think he's good and he seems seems thoughtful about what he does. So that's Sundance, a little recap. If there's a lot more and there's something you haven't heard that, that we didn't talk about, I just picked a couple things that sounded interesting. Like, I know there's a movie called um, I, I Believe that a lot of people were talking about, but, you know, I hope it's great. But can't talk about everything here. All right. Was there anything that came out of Sundance last year that hit it that hit it huge? I know in past, you know, two years ago, I think, like, Everything Everywhere All Once came out of Sundance. I think Showing Up might have been, but that might have been the year mm-hmm. before because that had, like, a weird release stuff, so... Maybe how to blow up a pipeline might have been through there, but don't quote me on any of it. Some Oscars news. Starting 2026, there's going to be a new best casting category at the Oscars. What do you th- Absolutely love this. Great. I love it. You know, it'll probably be pretty in line with the best picture usually, but I, I like it. I like new categories that are interesting. Casting directors, I'm sure, is a nightmare job, so good for them. Yeah, and, and listen, an essential job. Oh, yeah. An essential piece to the to the picture here, and it's... It is kind of wild. It's 
taken us a hundred years to to recognize these people. <laughs> but um, I think there's a couple more that they could add to. Um, you know, we've talked about stunt uh, stunt Absolutely. coordinators for a while, and and that not only would be recognizing people who do another very difficult job. But it would also be including some more movies that don't always get looked at here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, like those types of movies will, will get recognition in, in sound and visual effects and sometimes film editing. But get, giving another another section to get in there on is uh, I'm all for. So, But, but yeah, this is great with the casting director. Give me more. Give me more. I'm all, I'm all for adding on. I don't care about the ceremony being long. You know, I'm watching anyway. Might as well make it. It's once a year. It's once exactly. a year. Like, is this is that where we're going to die on because we don't want an ex- more people to be recognized? And then, you know, if we sit and watch movies all year, talk about how much we love them, and then complain about how long one ceremony is. I mean, grow up. Totally. Um, Oppenheimer won a Grammy for Best Score Soundtrack Album for Visual Medium. I don't pay zero attention to the Grammys, but Oppenheimer winning one stuck out to me. It's just going to s- continue the winning ways that are going to go on here, yeah. uh, one would think. Yeah, it's always, it's always a little... Funny to me when the Grammys are giving out awards to movies, uh, but I guess you know the Grammy. You get it. Grammys have a category for everything, though. It's like there's like a hundred categories. It's oh, is it that? Talk about you know, now flipping on what I just said from the last section there. Maybe we, you know, the uh, the best bongo drum recording goes to. Uh, yeah. So, oh, so they're I, oversaturated I, with stuff over at the Grammys. Oh yes. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, they give out like I think up like a hundred awards. Oh, you it's, weren't it's being crazy. like hyperbolic there. That's a real nonsense. Oh no, I'm yeah no, it's it's a lot. Yeah, there's. You know, they'll announce a lot of them during the day because they can only fit so many into the actual ceremony. Oppenheimer now won one, so good for Oppenheimer. The Hollywood Star of Fame watch, <laughs> your boy, okay, your favorite, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, got his star this month. Yes, our our good friend Adam St. John uh, sent me the, the tweet of this going on. He had to he had to derail my day with that. That was <laughs> that was very nice of him. Uh, okay, well, I mean, listen, you know, good for good for Mark Ruffalo. Uh, I, I did. I will say that I, I caught Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind, which was on my top 10, BBC top 10 list. It was on sure. TCM, and I just couldn't turn it off. I just got sucked into it. And I will say Mark Ruffalo is great in that movie. It's a very it's a smaller role, but he really is a, a nice like connective tissue between Elijah Wood, Tom Wilkinson, uh, bring, going back to our last uh, On the Feet episode, and you know kind of Jim Carrey as he's he's in, in that imaginary world. But... Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll give I'll give credit where credit is due. There. Yeah, so. I, I laughed as I put that on because that was one of the ones that were spoiled here. Um, <laughs> but good for Ruffalo. I'm happy for him. Um, so Criterion announced that Anatomy of a Fall is going to be getting a Criterion release in May. I saw that. I saw that. That's exciting. I, I will be. Uh, I will be partaking in uh, in that purchase. Yeah, probably. Oh, that's definitely that too. one I'd like to own. Yeah, I you know yeah. they I think the movie poster is great, and they went with kind of a weird cover, but whatever. I don't hate it. People were very yeah, upset so, about that for some reason. Is that right? Very upset. It's fine. It's it's I Sandra Holler's face, and it says Anatomy of a Fall. It's not as cool as the poster with the dog and the guy, but like whatever. It tells you exactly. You know, it doesn't need to be. It looks good. I just it's getting to the point where I just I don't even know what people are going to get upset about anymore. You never know. <laughs> You it's, never know. It's hard to. It's really hard to to predict. Yeah, when I saw people getting really upset about that, I was like, "That's that's kind of pathetic." <laughs> <laughs> like some things, I'm like, "All right, I get being upset about," but this is like, just say like, "Eh, I like the poster better," 
And I know like um, Letterboxd has all these alternative posters that are all really cool. But whatever, Criterion, they know what they're doing. I think they deserve a little bit of a leeway. And then two others in May getting Criterion is Girl Fight and Sima Bean. I've never heard of either. Uh, but Sima Bean is three stories, 1970. Um, director is... Usmane, and he's a Senegalese director. It's his, like, three stories. I guess they're all kind of combined as one. Sounds interesting. That would be uh, Senegal, right? Yes. Did I get that right? Yeah. So, you know, I think it's always... I like when Criterion announces what's coming. I think it's cool because, you know, it's one that's so present in what we're doing. And then two other movies that are lesser known, one from the 70s in Senegal. So I think that's... Anything that opens up people to what they're watching, I think, is a good thing. Sure. Yeah, I actually get an email on those. Oh, like do a you? Email that comes out and says, "Yeah, what, what the monthly releases." So that's nice. That one, uh, that one didn't surprise me. There, I was ready for that. No, I, no, the Anatomy of Fall definitely deserves it. And some more Kieran friendly news. Okay, this usually means that it's not Kieran friendly, but at all, uh, at all. Okay, but Fantastic Forecast has finally been announced. Long awaited. Um, oh, I'm on the edge of my seat here. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure you've been waiting for this for years. Um, Pedro Pascal I mean, I, I, is playing Mr. Fan. The things that, things that I couldn't care less about here. But, okay, Pedro Pascal, what, uh, creative. That's a very innovative uh, casting. Mr. No, what else? Mr. Fantastic. Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm. Joe Quinn as Johnny Storm. And Ebon Moss Buckrock as The Thing. Great. So sad. They're not bringing back uh, Michael Chiklis to reprise his role as The Thing? I guess he's retired his role. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Insert yawn emoji. I'm excited for it. You know, some things are for you, some things are for me, some things are for everybody. <laughs> Is that really for you? You're excited to watch a new Fantastic Four? Am I excited? Like... I don't know. I, excited is the wrong word, but like I, when it comes out, I will check it out for sure right away. Is the Fantastic Four like? Was that something that you cared about? Give a as shit. A kid no. Or? And I mean, I've seen all the no. other terrible ones they've made, so I'd like them to try to make a good one. Okay, but it's not like the X Men, where like you know, no, no. I just it's in the. Yeah, I was invested in, as in the X Men as a kid. You know, they had like the the Fox animated TV show, and the X Men were uh, the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four just never did anything for me. Even when they made the, I, they've had, well, they've already had two renditions of the movie, right? Or is it just the one? Well, there's the the first one they did, and then the sequel to that. Then they did another one ten years ago with Miles Teller that was real bad, right? Like unforgivably right. So it's bad. Like, all right, we're we're, we're trying. <laughs> well, this was now in the MCU. Those were through Fox. So the original one was uh, Jessica Alba was and Chickless in it with Chickless and, and who was uh, Chris the, Evans was the, the... and Ian Griffith. Chris Evans. Ian Griffith was Mr. Fantastic. And Chris Evans was in that, too. That's yeah. right. So he's the two superheroes. Yeah, so those were Fox. This one's within the MCU. So, you know, it opens up more stories. So I think it's interesting. Excited? No. Into it? Yes. And I like Vanessa Kirby a lot. I think she's great. Interesting? No, too. I'm not giving you interesting either. This is... Yeah, I know it's not your thing, but that's okay. okay. Something that is your thing, our guy Christopher okay. Nolan said he wants to direct a horror movie. I saw this. This is exciting. This this bounced its way around the... the uh, yeah, everybody ABC was sharing this Instagram. goddamn thing, and I was like, yeah. shut up, you jerks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think every prestigious director should have one chapter in the horror, uh, of, of cha one chapter of horror in their filmography. I love it. You know, most start early. He's going to be going late into it, but man, it will be horrifying if he goes full tilt into it. This is great. I mean, don't don't you wish that, like... 
David Lean had directed a horror movie, and we're 100%. like, this is his, you know, this is his horror movie. Yeah. I had always hoped Tarantino's last movie would be a horror movie. Mm. That's always what I hoped he would do as his tenth. I don't know though. I, I, I still, you know, I, the more time goes by, the more people seem to really, really believe that this is going to be his final film. I don't know. I just part of me wants to believe that that he's going to get bored and come back. But I think he'll write books, TV. I think he'll be doing other things. I just think he's really locked that in early, and I think he's so focused on legacy, he's not going to adjust for it because he's bored. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure we'll be talking about this over and over and over again over the years. So Yeah, especially as the next, you know, the 10th is coming out soon. So two last things here. First, sad, sad note. Our man Carl Weathers passed away. Ah, Apollo. So, yeah, real, real big bummer. It really... um just when you see the outpouring of people coming out and talking about him, you can kind of see how good a guy he was probably, you know, it, it, it just, you know, listen, as we get older, it's, it's tough losing some of these legends of the screen, you know, well, what can I say? Rocky, one of my favorites, man. And Apollo is such a big part of it. Yeah. So, you know, sad to see him go, but you know, I think he'll someone who legacy will live forever. Um, and then someone else we talked about last week, last month that passed away, Norman Jewison. We did a little, poll as promised kieran what was on our poll okay yes joey i i threw a poll up there you had zero control of this one unfortunately for you but listen i i looked at it i kind of tried to pick four movies that were somewhat similar in imdb rating and somewhat similar in in the year they came out and uh, i wanted to try to pick four that i was pretty sure you hadn't seen either that i hadn't seen i think i i think i got it it, right you hadn't seen any of these all right so we have uh the four i chose were injustice for all the Cincinnati Kid, The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, and The Thomas Crown Affair. So those are the four. A great, a great poll. People really kind of came in and contributed. It's it was amazing. Great to see. Yeah, you just never know. You know, when we, when we have, you know, we have a poll like Happy Gilmore versus The Sandlot, it's a little easier to imagine people vote on it, but you pick four random movies from the 70s, and a lot of people came out, and, and they chose The Thomas Crown Affair, won by 33%. So... Uh, it was 33% the Thomas Crown Affair. Second place was Injustice for All at 24%. The Cincinnati Kid at 23%. And then the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming at 20%. So it's relatively close yeah, there. Tight race, but Thomas Crown was one. So what we're going to do is we'll watch it for next month. So if you want to kind of watch along. And again, there's two Thomas Crown Affairs. It's not the Pierce Brosnan one. No. That's the remake. So Steve McQueen probably, one, guys. Yeah. He's probably going to go. do something cool that takes way away from the plot for no reason. And Joey's not a big Steve McQueen guy. But Faye Dunaway's uh, in but it, and she's great. We love Faye Dunaway around here. That's for sure. So yeah, so we'll we'll be watching that. So you can kind of watch along with us. We're not gonna we're not gonna do our our token <laughs> deep dive on one of these. You know, we're just gonna have a like, five five to ten minute conversation about it. But that should be fun. So if you want to watch along, you can. Uh, and I believe our next on the feed is gonna. No, I'm jumping to another category here, but probably right after the Oscars, right? Yeah, it's gonna be decided. earlier. So we, you know, kind of yeah, it'll be early in the month. The Oscars, so good, but. but no, I'm excited. I know nothing about Thomas Crown Affair other than that there's a remake with Pierce Brosnan. That's that's all I know. So I'm I'm excited to to delve in. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it and the conversation. And I think things like that are cool. Easy poll, watch a movie, and then just talk about it for a few minutes. Like that's great. Add something else to the the toolbox. Right. What's next, y'all? We're going to upcoming movies. Future 
upcoming movies. So our man Coleman Domingo, he is really using his Oscar nom to make sure he gets some notoriety coming out. So he has two pretty big things coming out. Why not? First, he's cast as Joe Jackson in the upcoming Michael Jackson biopic. Okay. I can't. I'd be lying if I say I wasn't nervous about this this film. Oh, I think it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> I think they're gonna. I mean, it's gonna be so bad. I think, uh, I think it's gonna, these 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 music biopics are just uh, man. This has Bohemian Rhapsody written all over it. I'm I'm hope I'd be surprised like I was with Elvis. Uh, I know you were not, <laughs> but um, <laughs> these things might not be the only time we're bringing that up on this episode. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Michael Jackson biopic. It's tough. <sighs> tough but if they do it right it could be great but it it has bohemian rhapsody written all over it i think (laughs) instagram did that has like a clip uh that came up this week of of rami malik playing bohemian rhapsody on stage like alongside freddie mercury's video and one by one and god i don't know man i i just have no urge or effort to watch that movie and I think it's just going to tick me off that Bradley Cooper didn't win that yeah. <laughs> didn't win that Oscar. So. And I was excited for that. I'm a, a big Queen fan, and I walked out of that, and I was like, "Oh, that was that was terrible. What did I just watch?" And then Bradley Cooper got screwed. But Coleman, have Dem- you seen Ray? Ray's pretty good. It's been a while. I saw yeah, it like when it Ray. came out, so I can't. I, I remember liking it, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, so now that I just that, that Ray, and I haven't even seen the uh, Johnny Cash movie either. Uh, Walk the line. That one's good. I'll, I'll, I'll get around to it one of these days. You know, so. when, when the people actually sing, I appreciate them. Like it, it goes up a lot more in my book. Absolutely, it means a lot more. Even though I didn't like Elvis, Austin Butler, I thought was great. Got to give credit where credit's due. Definitely. Um, uh, what else? What else did Coleman Domingo? Was? So he's so Coleman Domingo. He's also directing and starring in a Nat King Cole biopic. Okay, he's really going all yeah. in with the, with the music biopics here. He's, I don't really know. Nat King Cole, that could at least be an intriguing story. You know, I, I wonder if, if that could that could actually make into a, a, a compelling movie. So that, that one's at least piques my interest a little bit here. I don't I know who Nat King Cole is, obviously. I, I don't know enough to but I, I hope so. It might be easier that I mean, you could, you know, more than me. Do. You know, Michael Jackson, everybody knows that, you know, so much about Nat King Cole being a little bit, you know, might be easier for them to tell a better story and a more compelling story. Uh, that one. I'm, I'm, I'm listening on that one. I'm listening. I'll I'll. <laughs> We'll see. You know, if I if I sit down and see a trailer like I saw for this Bob Marley movie, uh, no, thank you. No, I mean that I just uh, the trailer is all I need to see of that movie. I the, can tell you exactly where that's going. Spike Lee and Denzel, they're teaming up again. Been a while. They're going to be doing a movie called High and Low. High and Low is a remake of Kurosawa film High and Low. Okay, I've heard of the Kurosawa film. Yeah, I have not seen it. And this is this is Spike Lee. Yeah, Spike Lee uh, directing Denzel Washington starring. Okay, Spike Lee's. He has not done great remakes with remakes. Been... <laughs> not great. Uh, yes, and what would what, what would we possibly be referring to here, Joe? Uh, old boy, where? Ooh. Yeah. Ugh. Yikes! But Josh Brolin and company. <laughs> this is so bad. But I don't know. I, I trust Spike Lee and Denzel Washington together. I think. I think High and Low being older gives more chance because Old Boy was nine years old when they remade it for some reason. At least this, there's a little bit more they could maybe upgrade it. I don't know. Spike Lee has a very high batting average for me. I mean, Same. He's, he really his misses are 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 much more spread out than than his hits for me. So really, I'm usually in. It's pretty much Spike old boy for something. me. Our man Bong Joon Ho. You know, he has Mickey Seventeen coming out this year, but his mm-hmm. next movie after that is going to be an animated film about sea creatures. 
and it's going to be the okay. most expensive film production in Korean film history. Hmm. Fifty-two million dollars. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. Are these are these animated movies? Are, are they usually expensive? Like, what? How much does like the average Pixar movie cost? Yeah, I mean, I just looked up the budget for Elemental, and it was two hundred million dollars. So wow, that's crazy. Okay. This production lasted for seven years, so... Oh, all right, that also... I might have picked the wrong one to Google. All right, so Across across the Spider-Verse came out this year, looks fantastic, has a ton of different animation styles, and that was $100 million. Okay. All right, so so you learn something new every day. Yeah, Turning Red was $175 million. Okay, all right, so there you go. So these these movies are not... They're not cheap. they're They're not cheap, no. All right, and they make a ton too. Usually, well, that's so. the other thing. Like Elemental started off making nothing, but like kind of word of mouth got around, and it ended up doing pretty well. Ari Aster's next movie, Eddington, is set to film in March, starring Emma Stone, Joaquin Phoenix, Pedro Pascual, and Austin Butler, and it's going to be a western. So Ari Aster making a western is very exciting to me because that's a good cast. I'm very intrigued with how he goes about it. We'll see. Not your guy. We'll see. No. Well, all right. So Ari Aster is Midsummer, though. Yeah. Hereditary, okay, so Midsommar, I liked, I liked, and Bo is Afraid. I liked Midsommar. Uh, I, I did not like Hereditary, no. So I know that's a, a flammable take out there. Everyone loves everyone loves Hereditary. but it's the th- I um, think it's the third of Ari's movies, Hereditary. Okay. And, and Bo is Afraid, I think, is just... Don't watch. I Bo think that's afraid. just a good one to punt. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, it's, it doesn't. This the my uh, my my that's not a test audiences movie. out there are not <laughs> are not encouraging me to go no. for. It. So maybe we'll let this one be the Robert match because I do like myself a western from time to time. And it's a good cast. I just hope there's not. Uh, I just hope there's not like a talking wolf. That's a metaphor for you know depression or something. You never know. We'll see. Emma Stone and Yorgos Lanthimos they're reuniting for a fourth time for Kinds of Kindness that's coming out later this year. Another good cast, Jesse Plemons, Willem Dafoe, Margaret Qualley, and Hung Chow. Hung Chow from The Whale. Well. Yeah, and, and uh, The Menu. Yep, The Menu. Right. So, yeah. glad she's coming uh, back. But she has something coming out with uh, with uh, Affleck, uh, Casey Affleck soon. Oh, Casey Affleck working again. That's right. Yeah, they filmed at uh, Nassau University Medical Center a couple months ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, Damon. I think uh, I think Ben Affleck's like directing it, um, Casey Affleck starring in Hung Chow. Damon was there. Very nice, very nice. Okay, yeah, so I've been listening. I'm always uh, always down for a new Aflac joint. And I'll tell you this about Yorgos. I mean, the guy works. He, he pumps the movies out. So I, I give him credit. You know, some, of these, some of these auteurs get so full of themselves that they take like nine years to come out with a new movie. No, he wants movies going. He's, he, he likes yeah. working, which I appreciate. All right, somebody, something you do care about, and not even like jokingly, actually, 28 okay. years we'll later. <laughs> Uh, it finally made on the feed officially. Yeah, Killian Murphy is going to be uh, producing it, probably starring in it. Yes, that's the big question right now: is he going to be in it or is he just producing? But he is on as a producer. Yeah. Danny Boyle is is in the mix, and Alex Garland, yep. correct? Yeah, the the the, yeah, cool. the original three of them are all in, are involved. Yes, the triumphant is is coming in. That's great stuff. Love love to see. And you know, it's nonsense. Twenty eight days later. Not streaming anywhere, and the DVDs are out of print right now. So unless you own it, what? Yeah. Which I do. Good for you. Which I do. Yes. Because right now have, you can't. It, it has nothing new right now. Adam's shaking his head and pulling it off the shelf. But 
yeah, that's a bummer, especially since... Um, that is crazy. Yeah, so. Let me check my real good app. That's R-E-E-L-G-O-O-D. Shout out to Gmo there. Uh, and you can't even stream it, huh? Not streaming. Yep. Why TF is that? Insane. It's especially... It's what coming. is the deal? There's no explanation? No, it's... And I and I looked. I tried to figure out because sometimes it's it's usually comes down to like rights nonsense, like who, you know who owns this part of it, who owns that. This I couldn't figure out anything because it seems like Danny Boyle pretty much has it. It just makes no sense. Maybe they're waiting for the new movie to come out, and then they'll have like a, a big Blu-ray. Hopefully, or yeah. Hopefully, yeah. because that's yeah. Because I, I remember a couple months ago, I was trying to find it on Blu-ray and, and couldn't. Man, that's such a bummer man that should that's really like that should be essential viewing too yeah that's that's the thing this isn't some like oh yeah it's pretty good like this is something that is important and every it's great everyone should see it murphy it's so young danny boyle i mean it's i mean you know i love Alice garland he's had some misses but he also has some great ones so it's it's it just stinks not that i own a bunch anymore unfortunately but the option should be there you know what though there's no way that with a massive release it's coming of of a sequel like that's that is you know what 20 days that it came out like 2002 2003 yeah. you know so we're talking 20 years later they're going to make that accessible to people so that they go out and and yes. get their get their ticket for the new film so that that will be we're we're in a little bit of a middle ground here with that i'm sure i'm yeah. sure they'll take care of that yeah it, it, it's it's just so frustrating because um if you listen to a thousand and one by one, you've heard me make fun of, well, not make fun of, just I, I've been watching some anime movies, um, and I've not been a fan as much as I try. And But one I really do want to watch is Graveyard of the Fireflies, because it seems interesting, it seems like something I might get into, and it's impossible to find. So I, I asked Britt, because she has, you know, like a anime Ghibli streamer. She's like, oh, it's beyond there, and it's not there. But she's like, they have to be re-releasing it or something because it makes no sense that this is nowhere to be found. Everything should you should be able to access, like, yes. you know. And if there's not, there better be like a story behind it, like, right? You know, like like dogma with like the Catholic Church blocking it, like you know, not that I support that that the blocking of, of movies or anything like that. But at least there's an explanation. Yeah. At least you can say, oh, it's not streaming because of yeah. this. Not just this. Some sort of censorship know, and Weinstein, Weinstein ownership. Like there's this like dual things that just screwed it up. All right, what's next, Joe? All right, Ridley Scott, someone who's going to be talked about a lot, but um, he, he's about Absolutely. coming out to direct a movie about the Bee Gees. Okay. Well, man, you're hitting me with these, these music by bio. There's one that Jeez. I, like if I get anywhere interested in that, I will be blown away. <laughs> not a Bee Gees guy. Like, no, I like uh, maybe there's some really interesting story, but it's like, oh wow, what can I care about less? And I, I don't know that there's many. <laughs> well, for me, it would be the Fantastic Four, right? But, that's fair. Um, no, I mean, I like the Bee Gees music a lot. A lot Is there an interesting so. story though? I don't know. I know they're brothers, and I, what they're from Australia, maybe. Yeah, they should just recast yeah. the Iron Claw guys, and let's make that work. Let's let, let's hey, get them nominated. Just put those three again. Let's go. We're headed and we're headed in the right direction here, and you, you know, with Ridley Scott there, there's going to be some some banana pants f- fuel behind this thing, so which is always great. We got a lot of Ridley <laughs> to talk this week with the with the Gladiator episode. Huge. A um, few more upcoming movies. Lily, and before we mm-hmm. go, before we leave Ridley, uh, when is Gladiator two coming out? Um, they just finished the filming of it, so um, I think it's like November. Okay, yeah, right. it's wow. it's uh, October November. I saw a date. So it's coming. That's, that's, that's big time. Yeah, the, full theater release, too. 
Always with Ridley, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Not some stupid like hybrid release thing. Like a full theater November fall release. So very optimistic about that one. And there, you know, there's been some people who have seen some of the, you know, scenes from it and apparently it's all very positive. So Okay. Sure. Hopefully. Um couple more upcoming movies. Lily Gladstone, she's starring in an adaptation of Memory Police for director Reed Morano, based off a 1994 science fiction novel. Lily Gladstone, Oscar's coming up, so, you know, anything she's doing I want to bring up. Knives Out 3. Yeah, and keep them, let's, let's, I'm all for seeing more Lily Gladstone. She's great. As much work as she can get, really rooting for her. Knives Out 3, set to begin filming at the end of the year. I think just the casting for that will be super interesting. These movies... They could just they could be on their eleventh or twelfth, and I'm just going to be in every time. <laughs> it's just not going to get old. I mean, it, it may get old, but I'll still be watching. Same, it, you know, like it's just. I'm in. It, I'm just a sucker for that. That me too. There's certain things that like I'll complain about, but like you know, oh new Saw movie, okay, I'm in. You know, it could be awful, but oh new Saw eleven's coming. Uh, new Knives Out movie. Let's new. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, something that made me think of BPC. Um, some when some there some people were like fan casting or whatever. And somebody was like, no, what they need to do is all Muppets and one person. <laughs> like Knives Out 6 with the Muppets is hysterical. I mean, sign me the fuck right. up right there. Fully um, in. I'm, Fully in. Yeah. Brad Pitt set to star in Tarantino's next movie, the movie critic. So their third time together, which is great. But did you hear the rumors of who else might be joining that cast? Tommy Cruise. That's right. Now we're talking here. Tom Cruise in a Tarantino movie. I just hope he gets a meaty enough role, assuming that, that it happens. Right. Well, that's the thing. Uh, it's not, who it's knows not if official, it's starring right? or if it's like one line, but the idea. Of yeah, it could be like, a, like Pacino in, in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's kind of a minor role. But I hope he gets a meaty enough role where maybe he could get a little uh, Oscar attention. And, and man, I'd love to, to see him working with Tarantino's dialogue. I, I It just had me thinking of like um, A Few Good Men, like him just like eating it up and just knocking it out of the park i think would be really really cool to see yeah imagine he was like he was in hateful eight you know he was he played like the tim roth role in hateful eight the phenomenal where he plays bob <laughs> god what what could have been just a lot of but hey well maybe we'll get a lot of running through snow but listen if tarantino really is only doing 10 Cruz has to be a part of that somewhere my guy paul mezcal he's playing william shakespeare in um recent BPC discussed Chloe Zhao's adaptation of Hamnet. Hamnet was Shakespeare's son. Oh, so I guess it's something, you know, was his son. Hamnet, such a bad name. It's such a hard name to say, but that was his real son. Hamnet. Hamnet. H A M N E T. Okay, so you're not trying to say Hamlet. No, no, no. no. Actually saying Hamnet. Yeah, okay. And I double checked this like 15 times to make sure, but yeah, that's his son. And Paul Mescal will be playing William Shakespeare, so I guess he'll be a young son. And. Chloe Zhao coming back. So Paul Mezcal, so I'm 100% in. And then uh, the last one, Coen Brothers. They were uniting to direct a very bloody, pure horror movie. Wow. I didn't hear that it was a, a horror movie. Yes. Very bloody. Well, here we go. More more of these guys locking into to horror. It's called Very Bloody? Is that no, no, called? no. That's how it was described as a very bloody, oh, pure horror movie. Bloody. Cool. Yeah. Sure. All right, I'm in. that's upcoming movies. Now we move on to... Upcoming movies, well well done. What's our next section here? Some questions. Some questions. Some questions. Oh boy, I forgot about this one. This is 
Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I was not prepared at all last time, and um, I should be more prepared this time, but I'm not at all. So here we go. You're definitely. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I do think. Well, there's one you're going to be prepared about, um, and I do think you're going to nail two of these. Okay. This was the big. This was the big hit of uh, last uh, on the feed here. Some questions. Yeah, so I think you're going to nail two of these. So some questions. Hit me with it. How many Oscar-nominated movies has Jesse Plemons acted in? Okay. How many Oscar-nominated movies has Jesse Plemons acted in? Wow. Okay. So, uh, obviously, Power of the Dog and uh, Judas and, and Black Messiah. Uh, he was in. He was the voiceover in Vice, Flower Moon from this year, obviously. I want to say there's at least one more. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I will say... It's going to be five or six. I'll hedge my, I'll, I'll, I'll beef it up a little saying I, maybe I'm forgetting one. I will go six. So close. It's seven. Ah, okay. All right. But there's right. one hey, that, yes. Yeah. So, Kills of Flower Moon, Power of the Dog, Judas and the Black Messiah, Vice, Irishman, The Post, and Bridge of Spies. Irish. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, uh, Irishman, Irishman was the one that I knew existed that I didn't, so I counted that as my fifth. Right. Um, and then I figured that there was another one along the lines yeah. of of the post, uh, but I didn't know that there were two. Yeah. So he's in two of the two of the Spielbergs. Okay, he's in he's in the post, and I have not seen the post uh, and Bridge of Spies. I do not remember him in that movie at all. Well, it's, it's the longest movie I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> I'll never forget seeing that in theaters. Okay, good question though. Yeah. All right, Beetle. I get that. that's pretty good. You did that's really pretty good. good on that one. Really good. Yeah. That wasn't one of the two I thought you were going to nail either. So. Okay. Um, Beetlejuice, BPC. Now we're all and I already finally watched yes. it. We're all big Beetlejuice already people. Finally watched it. Yes. The Beetlejuice sequel is coming out in September, September sixth, twenty four. What do you think? By the way, I just want to I just want to say like I've been friends with Artie since like the third grade, and I have been trying to reference Beetlejuice and make Beetlejuice jokes for our, the entirety of our lives and I can finally do that now it's really enhanced our friendship like I make Beetlejuice references any response it's cool it's great but anyway go on. it only took 21 years it took a drinking age adult to happen yeah well I mean it took yeah it took us it took us having to come up with a a, 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 a game to get him to watch it on, on the airwaves but that's yeah. amazing all right but what do you think the name of the sequel is oh okay so ooh, I did see this so I should get this is it's it's Beetlejuice three times. So Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Just the two. Oh, because you can't. You don't say it. You the can't third say time, it the right? third okay. time. Right. Right. That's right. Okay. I, yeah, I was yeah. so worried they were, to become. If they said just called it Beetlejuice two, I would have been so bummed. No. What and is Keaton? Yeah, he's back. T- Tim Burton. But is Tim Burton directing? I don't know if he's directing. I think so. Yeah. Because no. Because he came back for that. Uh, he did the Wednesday that Wednesday series. So I think he's like doing stuff again. He was he hasn't done anything good in a while, you know. So yeah, no, he's directing. He's also producing a, t- a, a remake of the Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. So he's back, I guess. All right. So this is one I think you're going to nail, knock it out of the park. And so no pressure. What was I made for? From Barbie, won Song of the Year at the Grammys. Song of the Year. When was the last time that this happened? That a song from a movie won Song of the Year at the Grammys. Wow. When was the last time? Okay, because I know that it happened in I know that it happened in 1997 with uh, How Do I Live uh, from Con Air. I know that that happened, but has it happened since then? I'm sure it probably has. Hmm. Um, racking my brain here. I don't think that Shallow won Song of the Year. Maybe it did. How about How about Shallow? Was it Shallow? It was not. 
No. My Heart Will Go On by Titanic. In from, My Titanic. Heart Will Go On okay. from Titanic. All right. Yeah. So, Ed, so I, How Do I Live was probably the, it was the year, year before, before that. Yeah. So yeah. it happened two okay, years so in a row. Two years in a row it happened. Yeah. Okay. It happened two years in a row and then um, it hasn't happened since. So um, good job, Billie Eilish. I like that song. Yeah. Good for her. All right, another one. This one I think you'll get. It's it's this is this one pisses me off. Of the ninety five Oscar winners at this point, it will be ninety six in a couple three weeks. Only one has not had a physical media release. What is it? Of the best picture, winners. best picture winners. Yeah, of the ninety five best picture. So everything we're ranking, you can own okay. ninety four of the ninety five of them at home on a shelf. Okay, I should know this one too. Uh, I how I'm gonna I I think I do know it. it. It's wings. It's not wings. Wow, damn it. Okay, hold on. Give me another shot here. Um, huh. Okay. Um, damn. Is it is it Cimarron? Cavalcade. I know came out. It was unavailable for a while there, and then I guess it came out in the early 2000s. Uh, what is it? Coda. Coda. You went the other way. Wow. The Apple right. release totally makes sense. Yeah, it's streaming on Apple, so there was never a physical release. Yes, yeah, and I think it only played in theaters for one night or something. Like a week, like, or, I think or it was, or something. Of, whatever whatever, yeah, the, the, whatever the minimum limit was. Yeah. Yeah, Coda. Wow. I'm sure there are many people who that is driving insane. <laughs> These completionists who have a 94 and just looking at a spot, even if they don't like the movie. I'm sure Adam St. John is one of them. He's looking at that little gap in his He made shelf one thing. somehow. <laughs> the bootleg. All right, this one... Damn, I should have gotten that one too. This is an interesting one. We're going to talk about the Directors Guild Award soon. Okay, so Directors Guild, those awards started in 1948. Since the inception of the DGA in 1948, how many times has the DGA not predicted the Oscar winner for Best Director? Okay, so this is a tough, another tough one to get on the nose because uh, it's it's going to kind of take some guesswork here. And this is something that I saw at some point, uh, so I should be able to get relatively close. So it's since 1948, yeah. right? So do some quick math for me there. That's what that's 60, 66 years. Is that right? Did I do that right? Seventy-five years. Seventy-five years. Okay. So it's always came first. How I many have, times it not as a predictor? I, I hate like the precursor thing, but where it has not predicted. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, well, I mean, you know, again, off the top of my head, I know there's a couple that didn't even nominate yes. the winners. There's, there's uh, like Ron two Howard of those. And, and Ron Howard and Ben Affleck are those two. Oh wait, no, uh, there's, there's a third one. Sorry, there's a third one. Okay, okay. So, so I'll say that it predicted it. Oh man, I don't know, fifty-five times. It was. It got it right. So it didn't match twenty nine times, twenty nine, twenty three times, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Okay. It it has not matched eight times. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's really. It's usually. It's it's usually there. Yeah. So Ron Howard for Apollo thirteen not nominated for the Oscar. Ben Affleck same mm-hmm. thing, even though it won. And then Steven Spielberg for Color Purple, despite uh, eleven Oscar noms. He was not nominated okay. for Best Director. So 1968, Anthony Harvey, The Lion in Winter, lost to Carol Reed for Oliver. Okay. Uh, Makes sense. 72, Francis Ford Coppola, The Godfather, lost to Bob Fosse for Cabaret. Well, I, I, do, I, I just do want to say, you know, everyone always says that that should have been Kubrick winning, but he didn't even win the DGA, so he, he lost to two different people. Right. There, he lost the Lion in the Winter also there. Okay. 2000, a movie you'll be talking about very soon, BPC. Um, Ang Lee, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, lost to Steven Spoder- Soderbergh for Traffic. 
2002, Chicago uh, lost to Roman Polanski for the pianist. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then 2019, Sam Mendes lost to Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. And then the last thing is something that we kind of talk about, Rebecca Syndrome, which is uh, yes. pathological jealousy over your partner's ex. So my question to you, what other BPC-related diagnoses can we come up with? <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know. I don't know if Shakespeare and Love Syndrome has uh, has come out yet, but... Uh... <laughs> I did have a I did have one in the group chat. I don't I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, I just love that someone coined something from you know I know from the book, but then from the the movie Rebecca, which is fucking just such a great movie. Just shout out to how good that movie is. Just love that it lives on and in, uh, in in our zeitgeist here. Yeah, yeah. that article kind of came out a couple months ago, but nobody really saw it till recently. It seemed to be all over like a couple weeks ago. But um, hopefully, our Rebecca episode, our listens go up. Okay, here we go. I found the group chat one that I put out there. It was driving Miss Daisyosis, and that is uh, mental health issues after losing one's license. So, <laughs> that's amazing. That's so good. There we go. So, I, yes, All I could, right. could so be clever on the spot from time to time. I just don't remember what I said. Right, it's easy uh, on the spot. Go. All right, but that is the end of some questions. Now we move into awards chatter. And the Oscar goes to... Okay, it is the season. It is. All right, so first, the DGA, Chris Nolan won Best Director, and Celine Song won Outstanding Directorial Achievement for First Time Feature Film. So, you know, I think Christopher Nolan, that's surprising nobody at this point, and Celine Song, I love her, so I'm very happy when she's getting awarded anything. Well-deserved. Then BAFTAs were today. Um, Again, precursors mean nothing, but, you know, they're not predictors. They're supposed to do their own thing, and I like that they do. But, you know, they did have their awards today. It is movies we've talked about. Our Oscars episode with Adam St. John is coming out in two weeks. So, you know, these are we've watched these. We've discussed them. We've discussed them against each other. So, yes, great episode. Great conversation. Can't wait to, to release that one. It was a blast. A blast. Yeah, a great time and a, a healthy episode. And a, a nice long run time for we um, we were making such good time. And then we really get into it with the rankings and and. Uh, we rank every best best picture nominee. We rank them ten to one. Uh, we uh, we go at each other about it. We debate. We get our all of our insights out there and uh, we thoroughly cover that that ten group of movies. So it was an awesome conversation. Adam crushed it as usual. Can't wait to get that out to the people. They're gonna love that. Absolutely. So good times. All right, but all right. So at the Baptist, Oppenheimer won seven. Poor Things won five. Zone of Interest won three. Holdovers 2, Anatomy of a Fall 1, and American Fiction 1. I'll go through them, but just so. Um, best film, Oppenheimer. Outstanding okay. British film, Zone of Interest. Best film, okay. not in the English language, The Zone of Interest, which Past Lives and Anatomy of a Fall were in the category, too. Nolan won director. Best original screenplay was Anatomy of a Fall. Best adapted okay. screenplay, American Fiction. Okay. And it seems like Anatomy of the Fall is now 
collected a couple of little wins there with screenplay. So that's a, that could be a potential winner. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I would have thought going in the holdovers would be like a like a tee up for that category, but it's now the writings on the wall and maybe they'll go the other way. And it's like we said, precursors don't really tell you everything. Uh, but I don't know. There seems like there's there's some Something trending things there. Yeah. With, yeah. So, and great win for American fiction. I don't think it's going to win adapted, but I think all these awards bodies should do a better job of doing their own thing instead of trying to predict. So I'm happy that um, they did that. Definitely. Did Sandra Huller win you know, actress? I, I actually thought she was going to, but Emma Stone won best actress, okay. leading actress. Right. Killian Murphy won leading actor. Um, the least okay su- that 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 comes to no surprise. No. That's a yeah, that's a hometown win. Hundred percent. They yeah. love they love their guys. He's Irish, but but still, they love it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's that's not a surprise at all. Best supporting actress, the least surprising thing in of the year, Divine Joy Randolph. Best supporting actor, RDJ, Robert Downey Jr. Okay, no our guy. Um, they they have a best casting category, and the holdovers won. I, okay, there you go. That's it. That was the second one they won, which is great. Oppenheimer won best cinematography. Oppenheimer won best editing. Poor Things won Best Costume Design and Best Makeup and Hair. Um, score went to Oppenheimer. Production Design went to Poor Things. Best Sound went to Zone of Interest. which And Special Visual Effects went to Poor Things. Okay. No huge surprises really out of that. I guess maybe Anatomy of the Fall and Screenplay is one. Yeah, I think the screenplay was the biggest. Yeah, and Actress, you know, The, the Bathos was one where maybe things could have gone a different way to make it... Interesting, yeah. you know. I, I mean, that obviously, I think was Carrie Mulligan's only shot. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I thought you know, Sandra Holler was going to grab it. I, th- I, I really thought, especially yeah. when uh, Zone of Interest winning Best British Film and Film Not in English Language, and then Anatomy of Fall with the screenplay, it just really felt teed up for her. Flower Moon getting shut out isn't huge at the Baptist either because no. it's you know, Marty and the, Marty and Spielberg. They don't give a lot of stuff no. to. I mean, Flower <laughs> so, Moon is an I, American I don't, movie. An American story about American history. I mean, that's... Yeah, I would think that that doesn't hurt Lily Gladstone's chances in the Best Actress I category. So. I don't think it had any effect anyway. It's just no, kind of... Especially it, the Baptists. That, that they mean nothing. They're just a good... In, yeah. They're trying to reward their own thing. They're trying to vote their own yeah. way. The SAG's next week, and then the producers... I think it's... So SAG, then producers, and then the Oscars. So... Mm. Yeah, and SAG, I guess Best Actor will be interesting for that. It seems to be one of the real... Kind of head to heads, and I'd be they're more or less tied up to this point. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I just, you know, we talk about this, but one of the best thing about that is whichever one of the two of it is, everybody's going to be pumped. Like I can't imagine being mad about either one. Next month, movie releases. Dune 2, which um, can't wait to people talk about that for a year. Uh, Dune 2. Dune 2. Don't care, but uh, yeah. the people who... No, I don't care either. The people who've already seen it are calling it the greatest movie of all time, so, you know, that hyperbole shouldn't turn people away. I literally... I'll say, that just from the short clips that I've seen, it at least looks more The trailer more engaging. looks... The trailer looks better than the entire first movie. Right. <laughs> It looks like there might at least be something going on to keep me from falling asleep. Yes, I, I agree. I think I'm not my. I think I won't hate this one. I think it's just, you know, this feels like a thing that didn't work for me, but I, I get it. Um, Ricky Stanicki, which is Efron and John Cena, so that's just 
a blast. Okay. Love Lies Bleeding, Roadhouse, Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, which I am very excited for. My son's very excited yeah, to I see that t- in theaters. Yeah. They kind of adapted one of the episodes from the cartoon show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah. So super excited for that. Uh, Grant and I are taking our kids. And then uh, God- cool. Godzilla vs. and Kong. Godzilla and Kong, the new empire. Did you see the the Godzilla movie that came out last year? Yeah. Is it good? It looks interesting to me. It's black, black and white? Yeah, Godzilla minus one. Yeah, it was good. No, they yeah. had... So I saw the color one, then they released like a black and white one. Oh, okay. Where can I... Can I get it anywhere? Can I see it anywhere at this point? Um, I mean, it just came out... It ended up having like a seven-week theater run with the black and white one, so it should be streaming pretty quickly, but it's really good. Okay, yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm Intrigued in that one. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely worth watching. You'll, you'll dig it. Upcoming episodes. Upcoming Best Picture Cast episodes. Discussion of past episodes. Um, BPC World. Um, so, 3-4 is the relief of our Oscars app. As we said, it's Kieran, myself, and Adam St. John. Then we're going to be March fourth. Yeah, I already kind of did the plug on that already. Uh, but no, please c- check that one out, man. You'll you'll for Oscar uh, Oscar lovers, people who are into the season who've gone and see the movies. This is it's good uh, it's good pod fodder for you. You know, you can get in depth convo on the movies, and you get rewarded for having seen them. So, and we're not um, and and if you if you missed one or two, I mean, we're we're pretty spoiler light on it. So yeah, we do so a good you job. Can, you can listen to it without having seen every movie, also. And we're not trying to show your show you how smart we are and predict things. We're literally ranking it and telling you what we like. What we if we had a vote, what what it would be and why? Yes, there's no predictions. You'd be able to listen to it four years from now and just it's just a little time capsule for the year. Yeah, so, we're not trying to predict. Uh, yeah. We're not trying to, you know, we're we're just we watched all these movies and this is what we took from it and. The three of us, you know. we match them. We match them up with our sensibilities yeah. and give you kind of what if we were academy, if we were an academy member, what direction we'd go with voting. So exactly, um, and our preferential ballots, if you will. Yes. So and then, Gladiator episode, which we've teased a little bit, is being <laughs> recorded tomorrow. Which is nobody's not excited about that. I think there will be great Twitter questions from there, or social media questions. Oh, yeah. um, yes, that's right. I, I got to. As soon as we're done recording, I'm going to put that tweet out. Uh, recording tomorrow. It's going to be fun. It'll be myself, RDB, Oz, making his return from, from paternity uh, leave to BPC. And, uh, and and the Bobcat making his uh, his return. It's been a the year. Driving Miss the Daisy Apology Tour. That's right. That's right. None of us uh, have, are suffering from driving driving Miss Daisyosis just yet. So hopefully, knock on wood, we'd have many, many years before we have to worry about that. Hell yeah. We'll be doing it on the feed. Like we said, it will be coming a little bit earlier in the month so we could do our re, you know kind of recap of the oscars kind of what we thought and then um you know what happened and just our takes because yeah and and uh the thomas crown affair we'll be uh and just crown. chatting about that a little little norman jewish in love so. yeah and then um gone with the wind so <laughs> some big Ooh, episodes boy and i'm scared uh, i'm scared that's a that's a big project man that's a big project coming up i mean so. grant's already listening to the book I have it even. I have to get through <laughs> Gladiator and the Oscars first. I can't even begin to think about Gone with the Wind. So. Quite reasonable. No, that's that's one that's been sitting on the shelf there for a little while. So it's time. Um, it's time, and that will be it's our time. I think that's going to be our like ninetieth movie too. Wild. It's coming. Um, and then you know we wanted to kind of add to this section some talk about you know just brief, you know not not getting into the episodes, but um. 
this past month since we since you've heard us last on on the feed um our hurt locker episode has come out our fourth anniversary as well as nomadland real good episodes yeah. nomadland i think is one of our best um i'm not on it but I, the, you guys absolutely knocked it out of the park and i love the episode so much yeah well thanks i mean it it's funny you just don't know what episodes are going to click in what way you know and rdb swears he, th- he thinks it's one of the best episodes he's been on and you know i would never predict a nomad land to be in that conversation just because there's you know some recency to it and it's kind of a you know it's it's not uh, you know it's not a real bells and whistles type of movie but i think the three of us just had we aligned in very different ways with the film and because of that it, it just created this really great conversation so yeah no we're, we're proud of that one and um we had a, we put a poll out on twitter just kind of saying uh give him four options do you think it's a great best picture winner a good best picture winner an average best picture winner or a bad best picture winner and the poll just like went nuts it, like Blew it has, had a 270 something votes and a thread of a lot of different opinions like people this is not a check yes or no type of movie there's a lot of of conflicting opinions about this film here so uh, i mean uh, this is how close the voting was great best picture winner got 19 percent uh, which was the lowest of the four good best picture winner got 26 percent average best picture winner got 32 percent which was the winner and then bad best picture winner 23 wow. so the order was average got the most then good then bad then great so um, and a lot of great comments along the way too. So I'd, I'd love uh, love that interaction there with people kind of getting their voice out there too. Um, and boy, won't won't that be a trip during rankings time where that thing's going to end up on, <laughs> on everyone's list? I think you'll get four different numbers. Yeah, yeah, that one won't match up, and that that will be all over the. That will have five very distinct places, so that'll be very funny. And you know, we talked yeah. about the recency, but really, I think one of our best episodes ever is Parasite, which is the winner the year before and i think you guys absolutely knocked it out of the park great episode nomadland i really really i think it's it's perfect if you if you hate the movie or love it i think you'll be a hundred percent in on the on the conversation like nothing's going to turn you off or you're gonna it's, it's great and hurt locker was a fun episode uh too i know joe you wanted to be on that one and you weren't able to 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 be there for it but uh got some good feedback for that my my uh friends who who uh served and contributed yeah, on the episode part. in that nitpick section. He listened to and really, really loved the episode. He was um, he was happy to contribute and kind of get the voice out there. And he loved hearing a lot of the viewer responses that we got on that one. It made him feel real good. So uh, that was that was very cool. Uh, and uh, I have to say too, Joe, our My Fair Lady episode just became our most listened to episode on Spotify. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, in in the last uh, I think since 2021 or wow. something. Wow. Um, that was a really you know, fun episode. It was. It was a great one and and you know who knows with these you never know what what episode is going to just move the needle with that. So it's so funny. Um, but you know thank Brendan you for all the listens because we do. Like it's it's great when one of these just like explodes out of nowhere. I love seeing that and uh, Brendan and I were great on on that episode too. Absolutely. And please go back to the back catalog, check out different different episodes and, and let us know what you think because you know we take pride in not dating the episodes Very and making much. them something that you can listen to years later. So we really pay um, attention you know, to that. Yeah, our, our technology has gotten a little better here in, in the recent ones, a little bit. Some of the post production, but the old ones hold up too. So go, go check them out. 
good content. We got to say, in upcoming, we got the draft coming up too. Joe. Yes, the, the sports uh, the draft will be in here. The co- sorry, the comedy draft will be in here too, which is our March Madness pool. Yes, and the rules are you cannot draft any comedies that have been nominated for an Oscar in any category. So it cannot have been up for an Oscar, and you got to pick from three different dec- decades. So you're picking three movies, but they can't all be from the same decade. You got to spread it around a little bit. So yeah, that that makes the draft strategy more interesting when you have to, you know, mm. you have one choice. So you you have one thing ranked. You have to really assume, you know, see what other people are doing. Comedy is tough. Twitter's mad a lot, and to assume what they're not mad about with something like comedy is is tough so um i think this is one of the most open ones and one of the most difficult ones but i think it will be like the draft will be hysterical i think whatever the winner is will be a great episode it should be a healthy competition to say the least oh yeah oh yeah i don't feel good about it i'll be completely honest with you (laughs) for myself i just don't feel like this is one where i'm gonna do well we shall see but i gotta get a win eventually here so (laughs) I could even do it with the number one pick last time. I hope I win. It's it's been a bit. It's time. I just I don't feel like this one's the one where I'm doing it. Well, now we go on to Kieran's corner. Yes, Kieran's corner. Kieran's corner. A couple things here. Uh, we had a big uh, snow day up here in the Northeast, so I I said, all right, you know, this is I'm snowed in. This is a movie day. I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna watch movies here. And I've had the 4K of of uh, George Stevens' Giant sitting with me here for almost a year now and it's just it's a three and a half hour epic so it's kind of like finding the day to watch it so this was the day i had a matinee viewing of giant and um it wears its length it certainly wears its length it was a long long film but no i i totally dug it elizabeth taylor uh, james dean rock hudson um a young dennis hopper uh, oh man i didn't just know that. was a blast i love george stevens i love i love all of his work but was a was a nice uh, little little journey for the day. So I did that. I mentioned before uh, TCM was playing Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, so that was kind of my my middle feature there. Uh, and then I capped things off with the African Queen. Nice. Um, checking off my uh, AFI top one hundreds. So uh, Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn on a boat. That's great. Going down the river. <laughs> what could go wrong? And um, yeah, and I checked out the Cinemust episode on African Queen, which uh, I dug. Uh, Peterson W. Hill was on that uh, episode as well. I will say they the double pe- the double features the two of them picked were just perfect. For, oh really? Uh, for African Queen, yeah, they picked River Wild, which mm, we've talked about right. on BBC Four. You couldn't be more spot on for a double feature like that. Is that is what you should absolutely be paired <laughs> with that. And the other is Clint Eastwood's White Hunter Black Heart, which is basically. It's about John Huston and the you know fictional version of of John Huston filming in Africa and trying to hunt this elephant during a, while filming a movie. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so it's it's not the greatest movie in the world, but it's it works perfect with African Queen, of course. Right. So I, I really thought those were two clever uh, double features there. So check out check out uh, Cinemas and, and that episode and uh, African Queen, fun movie. Oh, that's great. We should so, also point out um, I, you, Jay, yeah. and I had our second movie trivia win at the CAC the night before the we snowstorm. Did. Yes, things no one cares about out there, but it is... It's, it's a big uh, win. Yeah, raise the title. It is a big win. For two us. for us, yes. so we're very excited. <laughs> yes, um, and to, to cap off Kieran's Corner, I just wanted to say, too, not to go back into the dour notes of the um, In Memoriam, but when we recorded our Nomadland episode, the next morning uh, the news came out that Toby Keith, country music star Toby Keith, had passed away of stomach cancer, uh, I believe 60, age 63, 
So it just was, and, and Toby Keith has a song in Nomadland. I love this bar is playing in, at one point when they're, uh, when they're drinking. And, you know, just the fact stomach cancer and um, dying at that age, it was just all very like weirdly topical with us covering the movie and all that. Um, so um, I, I uh, gave a little shout out to them at the end of the episode there. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm kind of the country guy around here, so, you know, not everyone else is honed in on it, but... Uh, it did a lot for the, you know, c- country music is kind of like a, it's like this little n- niche, you know, it's like this, they're, they're in their own little community. And he did, he did a good amount for that. I know he's, you know, a little bit of a polarizing character because he's the songs that came out after 9-11 or whatnot, but seems by all accounts was a, you know, a, a good guy and, you, and, you know, the, was, kept everything very private toward the end there. And, um, you know, you hate to, like we said at this top, you hate to lose a, another legend like that. So shout outs to, to Toby Keith there too. Okay, I think we have just one more thing to do, right, yeah, Joe? What a weird transition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's no other way to do it. So it's 2024, and we haven't gone through the list. Devastating. Yet. The list of Joey R. Devastating. Before we get into the list, I want to give a oh, shout okay. out to Shea Cinema. I think the biggest fans of the list out there. So great podcast. Please go listen. They're awesome. Um, so yes, I can't shout out Shea Cinema Cinema enough. That uh, uh, Sarah over there just does a killer job of research, uh, and her dad. It's a it's a the the two of them do it together, and boy, I mean, they just really really do a ton of research into the film. So if you're like you want to hear about the early, they're starting from the beginning. They're going to make their way all the way up through, but they're starting at the first years. I think they're up to the Cimarron year. Yeah, now. and they just threw in a Dracula um, episode just because like it had like a lot of family connections with it and because they like it, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're just really, it's a it's always an education and a history lesson when you listen to those episodes. So to go check them out, Shea Cinema. But all right, Joe. Here we go now. We're going to go now. We're going to go through the established list, and then we'll have to figure out if we need to add some names to this, because it's been a little while since it's been a while. We might. Here. We might be. We might. Okay. You just made the list! First, uh, the first man on the list here. Um, probably one of the reasons the list exists. From Mutiny and the Bounty, Ellison. If Ellison goes, the list goes. Ellison is cemented. <sighs> I need to bold Ellison. Poor Ellison. Mm, poor Ellison. Quailin. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, yeah. Eddie sucks. Yeah, Eddie Quailin. Uh, it, it's, you know, I mean, pressed into service, taken away from his, his wife and kid, and here, here he is being put on the list here. The rare time the kid is better off. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's let's move on from Ellison. I don't think I'm going to get you to budge on that. Now, the wonderful George Sanders, Oscar winner George Sanders, portrays in uh, Rebecca. You can go back and listen to our Rebecca episode, one of our early ones. Portrays a, a man known as uh, Jack Favell. And Jack Favell, he's trying to get SLO, Sir, Lin- Sir Lawrence Olivier, he's trying to nab him for this, uh, for this, uh, this crime, this perceived crime here. But he's eating some chicken wings while he does it. Um, does, is he coming off the list here? No. Not only is he a bad <laughs> blackmailer, his his food etiquette is such trash that he has to stay on the list. You can't handle food disgustingly and get off the list. Mm. No, I think you need, unless you have hooks for hands, I think you're safe, like Homer. Yes, then you're then Homer's a hero. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> war hero. Yes, war heroes are allowed to stay. Okay. All right. All right. So Favel is staying on the list here. Okay. Here's a lovely old man who, who I'm pretty sure you're going to take off the list this time here. He's just a gentle soul and who, who makes things and comes up with ideas. He's an idea guy. Um, and from um, You Can't Take It With You, which the aforementioned uh, Mike from Cinemas joined us for, um, the lovely old man Poppins makes a little bunny in a box. Uh, surely he can't stay on the list. You can't take him off the list. Come on, he left his mom to go make masks. <laughs> oh, you can't take him with you here, I guess. Jeez. All right, Poppin stays. Yeah, he Poppin can make stays. Eddie Quayle in a new mask. Hanging out on the list together, just making useless shit. Do a jig together, maybe? Tahiti? Uh, okay. I told you we'd, be, we'd bring up Elvis again. You weren't going to get away with it. I, I was wondering. The beloved Tom Hanks, who surely does not have any bad roles in his in his illustrious career, he He's portrays wide. the Colonel, the Colonel in in a fat suit. I don't know if it's CGI or rubber or what it is, um, but he's Terrible. got a nice Christmas sweater. You know, I know it's not the holiday season, but you know, he's got the Christmas sweater. Um, the Colonel is the Colonel on the list, Joe. He's staying on the list forever. He's what? terrible. Bad movie, <laughs> bad acting. He's white. Is like if if I could draft that in the comedy episode, just that line, I would destroy everybody. Uh, I don't feel like defending the colonel here, so he's staying on the list. Um, <clears throat> a couple Europeans we got to get through here. Oh, Rolf and Klaus. Rolf, of course, from from our um, Sound of Music episode, a wonderful movie, and uh, Klaus from. The greatest show on earth. Uh, are either of these these gentlemen getting off the list? Well, the Nazi has to stay on the list. <laughs> okay, man, Ralph's not gonna not gonna be able to, to to live past that Nazi situation on his resume. There, That's no, no, as you not, shouldn't. It doesn't look good when you're trying to come off the list. And Klaus, no, Klaus, gotta go. Klaus stinks. I shouldn't. You shouldn't cheer a train crash. Even though he he reprised his role in in um in. Steven Spielberg's The Fablements. Yeah, yeah. He should have been... Um, it really got me off to a bad foot with that movie, I'll be honest. What if they CGI'd David Lynch in as uh, as Klaus in that movie? No, would that have improved his situation? At least it would have been interesting. Okay. All right. Well, so Klaus stays on the list. Klaus is on the list. Man, if the Nazi didn't come off, uh, I don't know if the Diddler's coming off either here either. Artie the Chef from, from Sleepaway Camp. The Diddler's on the list. Jeez, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't feel like uh, defending Artie the Chef either here from, from Sleepaway Camp. So Artie It's just Chef funny stays. having just, someone named Artie on our list. Do not confuse him with Artie being. No, that is, uh, he's, <laughs> this is the diddler. Yeah, this is a very different situation, the, the chef, yes. Yeah, unfortunate, the, the similarities in, in name there. That's not great. No. Okay, a new episode of Streaming Circuit just came out. We shout yeah. outs to Adam over there. and Adam St. John. Great episode. Two Adams. Great Adam episode. Squared. Love the chemistry. Great episode. Uh, it, it really crushed it. I uh, love the format. The whole thing is great. But this bracket is put together by the committee. Now, the committee has had a little bit of a contentious race relationship here. They've kind of been on the list. They've been off the list. They have a. They seem to at least have a his, history of leaving the list. What did you think of the of the committee's contribution this time to Streaming Circuit? And are they coming off the list? You know, I've, I've thought about the committee in air quotes. Um, I think they have to be Eddie Quellen level members of the list. 
they're staying on. Yeah, I can't even. I don't even say their real name without air quotes. That level of uh, disrespect even, can't even come though, off the list. Even though Oprah was involved this time. You know, I don't care about this. <laughs> like, like, I can't even pretend to care about that. So ranking air in a one seed, that didn't get him off the list, the committee off the list? I mean, that's a, that's a, I, I like air, but one is a bad ranking for it. But he's, it's like his favorite movie of the year. So, you know, his fake committee doing his dirty work, I, I understand. Listen, sometimes <laughs> when you're doing all this, when you're ranking 65 movies, there has to be some homerism in it. It's not, it's not egregious. It's not good. Okay. Yeah, and it's still got to win. So, uh, okay. So the committee's in, is staying on the list. Follow. Uh, follow. He's he's altered his his yes. took the Twitter G off. Now he's streaming circuit without the G. Yes, yeah, streaming circuit. So check them out. Trying to be hip. He's just trying to find a handle that people can find. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Okay, uh, a newer member to the list here. Uh, he's a lawyer. He's a doctor. He's a senator's son. He's Brad Pitt's brother and a man on the run. He does every job under the sun. He is Yancey Cravat from Cimarron. He can do your taxes. He can um, take you across country in his wagon. Uh, he can defend you in court. He's, he's every man. He's every man out there. Yancey Cravat. Um, you know what Yancey, Yancey can't Cravat. do? Yancey can't come off the list. Oh, wow. Damn. You know, Yancey's a jerk. And he, I, I was, he, I've he been thinking about Yancey's place on the list because I don't even feel like Yancey deserves this monthly chatter about him. <laughs> but I was talking to our friends over at Chase Cinema about it, and man, it really solidified Yancey's uh, atrociousness and uselessness. Yeah. For someone who's so useful, to be so useless is actually a very impressive skill that gets you right onto the list. Boy, listening to their episode reminded me how much I hated that movie. Um, yeah, go check again. Shea Cinema, go check them out. And Shea Cinema will have an episode on this character coming up here. Ooh. Who we don't know much about, but he's Skippy. Oh, Skippy. Now, is maybe maybe do we wait for the Shea Cinema episode to, to, to decide whether Skippy comes off the list or not? Well, I'm going to watch Skippy pre their episode. So to be ready and for it to you come know out. What? I have the DVD. Oh, you do? On its way. Oh. Yeah, because you can't stream. Skip. No, you cannot. You have the, oh, but then I may you know, be coming so, over and, and watching with you. I was going to be going to the library. Let's do it. Yeah, they're they're mailing it to me from um, from like New Zealand, around Ooh. where uh, Zeta lives. Yeah, so it's being mailed across the world Ooh. to come here. So we can give Skippy his due trial as to All whether right, so we'll watch. So let's let's put Skippy on a tangential list right now, and we'll watch it before the Shea Cinema episode, and then we'll we'll... we'll We'll, we'll we'll decide the final answer on Skippy. Okay, so Skippy's like being let out on bail right now, but he has a court date yeah. later on. He's got. He's probably staying. We're but sending. I'll be. I'll. I'll give him a shot. Yeah, we'll send our local bounty hunters after him. You know, Creighton Duke, if you will. Yeah, um, who is we, ineligible for the list? Yeah, we need somebody useful. He is not. Break his fingers. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So now that is the end of the list. But now are there going to be some new names here? Um, you know, there are. Do you have anyone you want to call out? You're ready to go. Just call them right out here. There's, there's okay. one. You know, we talked about the Nomadland. I'm very high on Nomadland. I think it's a really good movie. I'm very happy at one. I like it. But the decision okay. of the indisposed scene, whoever made that decision, <laughs> no. deserves to be on the list. That scene, I think, is the worst. Fern in the bucket? Yeah. 
I think that's the worst scene. The crap of, bucket. I think that's the worst scene we will ever talk about. It's the most useless <sighs> scene ever. I, I cannot think of something be... that matters less to the movie than that terrible scene that goes on too long. If it mattered, fine, let it be. It's just, hey, we have it. We might as well use it. Oh, I thought we were done talking about the bucket. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Fern and the bucket from Nomadland. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Okay. Fern and the bucket. There it goes. That's on it. All right. Fern is on the list. Wow. It's Fern. Nah, it's the more the decision of who did it. So it's probably a real life human, but unfortunately, I love you, Fern, okay, but yeah. terrible. Okay. But that's it. Um, no one from the Hurt Locker. Now, what about, I got a two. Oh, I'm you got, oh, oh okay, great. Yes. From My Fair Lady, um, Freddy the Stalker. Does Freddy the Stalker make the list? Yeah, I've thought about Freddy the Stalker, but I, I think Freddy the Stalker, no. Freddy's safe. Okay, Freddy's I'm happy safe. about that. I don't, I don't think he deserves yeah. it. What about the sweaty linguist? No. 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 I'm not interested in him enough to keep talking not about him. Enough. Okay. So he's not. Yeah. I've, okay, I've, so, uh, I'd run out of interesting things to make fun of him for pretty quickly. He's so useless. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. So we have Fern and the Bucket is now on the list, specifically the Bucket. Yeah, it's the Bucket. And a shout out to Shay Cinema again, because I, I think I talked to her about the list the other day, and it's just it's great. <laughs> I, I love the love for it. Yes. Good grace. Okay. So that's the list of Joey R. You just made the list! And that's on the feed. That is it. Good stuff, Joe. I had a blast as always. It was great. And we'll be back uh, with plenty of Oscar content next month, uh, along with a episode on Gladiator. Can't wait for that. And uh, headed into uh, April, we'll have our, our draft episode out for the comedy. Too. Yeah, I think so the comedy, you know, come with the wins. Come out and vote because the comedy, I think, is, uh, I, I, I mean, we're going to have really strong lists. Like, I, that's one where, you know, because a lot of these, you know, the drafts, it's like, all right, you kind of predict where people are going to make bad picks. I, I think we're just going to have a really strong list that's impossible. And we're just going to have 10 pools of death in the first round. Like, I just, yeah. I can't imagine, you know, however, you know, maybe things kind of pan out a little bit with how the, um, the decades go, but overall, I just can't see anything being. There's just too many good comedies out there for this to get botched. Can't wait. Should be fun. And on the draft all episode, right, when we're all talking shit about Chris. <laughs> oh, always, always the best. Always the best. All right, Joe. Thanks again for preparing this. This was great stuff. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, check us out on all the socials at Best Picture Cast. Rate, review, shout us out. Let us know what you think. DM us on Twitter reach out we'd love to hear what you think so thanks so much for listening and uh we'll we'll get you next month on the feed